Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Just want to be clear, Amy. I am not the leak. Uh, okay. Glad you cleared that up. Okay. Are you Are you referring to the Supreme Court yes. story of the week? Yes. Okay. Have you been to the Supreme Court? Last month. Like you actually were in there? Well, not in there. I was on the steps. Oh, great. Great. So I you sent were you basically, a picture from there. So you were basically nowhere near where you even could be. These intros throw me, man, I, I never know what to expect. I know. It's, the, I it's the best part of my that. week. It's the best part of my week. Yeah. I never know what's coming, but I'm glad that you've clarified that. I'm sure everyone was wondering if it was you. Well, you never know. So just want to just get it out there. Thanks. I am not the leak. I just want to make sure that's clear. Okay. Cause I know how you are with the Supreme court. You're, you're kind of a stickler about that kind of thing. So I don't want any of your anger over the leak to come toward me. There you go. Okay. Yep. All right. Got to keep our friendship together here. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we'll talk about that in just a minute because that was some big news this week. But before we get into it, hey, Amy, we're just a few weeks away from the SBC annual meeting in Anaheim. Yes. Yes, we are. A month away. So this June, thousands of Southern Baptists will gather in Anaheim for the annual SBC meeting and Southwestern Seminary wants to see you there. Tickets are on sale now for Southwestern Seminary's SBC Alumni and Friends Luncheon, which will take place on June 15th. That is Wednesday of the annual meeting at noon. Make plans to connect with fellow alumni and catch up with Southwestern faculty. You can purchase your tickets at swbts.edu slash SBC22. That's swbts.edu slash SBC22. I actually don't know which uh, lunch I'm going to this year yet, so I may go to that one. They're honoring, they're honoring Jeff Orge. I know which one I'm going to. And Indel Lee. Right. And I we've talked about this. Yes, real opportunity missed there, by the I'm way. I'm very excited about Jeff Ward's. This yes. is great. Deserved. Super. Of course you should do that while you're in California. In his backyard. Exactly. But also a distinguished graduate of Southwestern Seminary is the state exec from Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yep. Leo Indel. Leo Indel. And so what an opportunity to honor at the same time graduates Leo Indell and Indell Lee. <laughs> That'd I just, be amazing. I mean, it's there's so much you could do with that, yes. really, from a marketing standpoint, a branding. I mean, there's just so much you could do with that. Yes. But, this but is again, not, it's, Jeff Orge, totally deserved. Totally deserved. And, and it's great to great do it while it's in California. Yes, 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 absolutely. And yeah, and it's not our decision. So. Nope. If we'd have just moved it to Minneapolis, Amy, we it, it maybe could have happened. Yes. So, oh, well. All right. That one's on me, I guess. All right. Well, hey, let's jump into the news this week. Amy, we had something that uh, I don't think we've ever seen before, like, you know, leading up to the SBC annual meeting, like in person. We had an SBC candidate forum. The presidential candidates all met in Keller, Texas this week and uh, kind of shared their vision for the SBC presidency. Yeah. So I got to watch some of this. I had a meeting and couldn't see the entire thing, but the, the live stream was I missed great. the whole thing. On the live stream. Caught the, the replay in the X2 app, but did not catch any of the live thing because I was in a meeting. Yeah. So it was it was a good, seemed like a good event. And really the first chance to see all three of those men that are going to be nominated and get some good questions. Yeah, it was, Amy. And the folks over at First Baptist Keller did a good job hosting this. And uh, we really got to hear the vision for the SBC presidency, like I mentioned, from all three candidates, Tom Askell, Bart Barber, and Robin Hathaway. 
Also this week, there was a interview series at Baptist Press with all three candidates. So you can read a lot more about the kind of an in-depth interview with all three candidates there at Baptist Press. We're going to link those in the show notes. You can also go back and watch that video if you did not catch it. You can go back and watch it in the Acts 2 app. So just download the Acts 2 app. You'll see it there on kind of the homepage of the app. And you can just uh, click on that and take a look. It's about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. So uh, if you have a chance, do that. And uh, you can hear each presidential candidate uh, kind of respond to different things and, and what they see, you know, issues that need to be addressed in the SBC and how they would address them. So uh, thankful for First Keller for hosting that. And uh, looking forward to seeing uh, all three of our candidates in Anaheim next month. All right, Amy, it's the first of the month. You know what that means? CP. That's right. Well, I, I don't have great news. I have good news, Amy. We're still way above yes. budget, but we didn't quite make budget this month for the cooperative program giving. Giving came in okay. around 15 point, just under 15.5 million. Budget is about 15.8 million. Okay. So just a few hundred thousand under, but we also were missing about two or three states in the giving this month. The checks just didn't get in time. One of those cycle things where the end of the month was, you know, kind of on a weekend thing and just things didn't really work out right. So when we go to do the totals, money wasn't in yet. So we're close, but on the positive side, we are way up year to year in Lottie Moon and Annie Armstrong giving. So both of those, which we saw great numbers last year, are above where they were this past year. And if you combine the three, and this is kind of the, the lead in the Baptist Press story. If you combine cooperative program giving, Lottie Moon Christmas offering giving, and Annie Armstrong Easter offering giving through the executive committee, that's received through the executive committee and dispersed to the entities, year over year, we are more than $22.5 million above fiscal year giving. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's quite substantial. So uh, really, really exciting to see that and to uh, to see this faithfulness again and the generosity of Southern Baptist throughout the year in all three of our main giving areas. Also, speaking of Annie Armstrong and the North American Mission Board, they had a trustee meeting this week. They did, and they got to visit the uh, the Send Relief Center there in Atlanta, as well as uh, to celebrate an increase in Southern Baptist church plants. So this is really cool. Um, they always do these vision tours where they get to connect with church planters. This time they went to the ministry center in Clarkston, Georgia. I think we've talked about that here because uh, that's a, a very strong refugee resettlement area. And so trustees got to kind of see that uh, in action. And then they also learned that for the second consecutive year in uh, looking back at 2021, the new congregation count was up. And so we added 1,018 new congregations in 2021. That included 735 church plants, 201 new affiliations, 82 new campuses. Um, so very exciting stuff. Yeah. They also they also did a, a few other things, if you want to tell about those. They approved a annual report to the Women's Missionary Union about how the Annie Armstrong Easter offering dollars are being spent. Let me mention that just a minute ago about the, the current giving, but it's for the uh, the previous year when they brought in the $66.5 million in Annie Armstrong the previous year. They also uh, brought a recommendation to continue to utilize an independent auditing firm outside of the dam to do annual audits for them. And they also reported that the year-to-date budget 
shows that revenue is tracking above budget and higher than the previous year to date revenue, which exactly what we just showed in the previous story with Annie and CP being up. So uh, also recognize some outgoing trustees and uh, you know, Hey, those, those replant numbers, those new congregation numbers are fantastic numbers again this year and uh, kind of coming on kind of right before we get ACP results. So we should be seeing that in the next week or two, we should get those ACP re- results and uh, be able to look at that and that'll be included in there. So good to see new congregations up again. Very good. All right, Amy, we talked about it at the top of the show, Supreme Court draft this week on the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Healthcare. Promising. Is that is that fair? Promising, I think, is a right way to to say it. This was a, a very strange story that unfolded just in terms of how it got out. This something was we le- haven't seen in our lifetime, but it has d- happened before. Be clear. Well, we, it, leaks have happened. I mean, a leak of a draft like this is is pretty incredible. I mean, it, it's. I was stunned when I saw it. And what it does is it tells us at least where this was in February. And the fact that it was a majority opinion would indicate, uh, you know, at least it would signal some things. It signals that most people think it signals that it's five because when the chief justice is in the majority, he chooses who writes the opinion. And I think most people assume that for something like this, if he was in the majority, he would have assigned it to himself. And so the fact that, uh, that it was written by Samuel Alito is, is what leads people to speculate that it's a five, four, you know, situation. But I mean, we still, there's a lot we don't know and we don't even know. Cause I believe I read this was something in from February. So we don't even know if where this draft is, is, if it even looks like that today. Yeah. And that was before uh, I was in DC. So just to be clear again. Okay. We're going to talk about that again. So this, yes, this is a, fe- a February leak. So we don't even know if the draft is in that form anymore, but it was a very broad sweeping majority opinion, uh, at least in that, at that stage. And, showed a full overturn of Roe v. Wade here as we approach the 50th anniversary, uh, really just an unbelievable thing. Obviously it has kind of rocked our, uh, national discourse. People are very, um, are very passionate about this, but man, I have seen such incredible, you know, commentary on this and those celebrating, uh, what this could mean. Now, what we also have to realize, and for our listeners, we have listeners all across the country. Uh, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, what does that mean? That just means that this goes back to the states. And so each state handles the legality of abortion, you know, kind of on their own. And that that's going to look different in every state. You know, we've got churches in states where it would, you know, there are trigger laws in place where it would be immediately illegal. Um, and so at that stage, it's illegal there. And so then, you know, some of the things that we've heard people talk about, about how it shifts. Now, we've had folks caring for those in these situations before, uh, you know, already caring for mothers, caring for uh, people in crisis, caring for uh, children that uh, are in the adoption foster care system. So we've already had that, but it will it would increase, you know, because of of that not being an option anymore. We have other states like the state that I live in where it's not going to become illegal and there will be people wanting to see North Carolina as like a haven state for the Southeast. Yeah. 
that really changes, you know, that, that means that you've got, uh, everybody from crisis pregnancy centers to adoption and foster care folks to, to legislative, you know, battles uh, on every front. So one thing that's important is know your state, know what, know the situation that you're in and start praying about what you and your church can do in your setting. Yeah. The big example of the, the state level type stuff, I think is Illinois because Illinois is a lot more pro-abortion in that state than its surrounding states. Like all the other surrounding states have these laws that outlaw abortion. If Roe v. Wade falls, Illinois would then become kind of an abortion destination in the Midwest. Like you're talking about kind of North, North Carolina as well. But Illinois is the one that is, is kind of a little bit more radical because of the, uh, the Chicago influence on that. So it'd be fascinating to see what happens. Uh, and, and also if this holds and when we find out what the actual ruling is, I mean, it's entirely possible, Amy, again, entirely possible that we could be sitting in Anaheim on Monday morning of the as, SBC as annual meeting, having right. breakfast, you know, mid breakfast burrito bite, mouthful of chorizo and eggs and salsa and chilaquiles. I'm just going to tell you right enjoying now, enjoying the food that that will not happen oh. for me. Okay. Well, it, it may for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, but I could be eating my fruit or yes. something like that. Yeah, you could have an acai bowl or something. Yeah, something Some like that. California yes. thing. Okay, but yeah, I mean that that totally could happen. We could be sitting around in Anaheim, and all of a sudden, there is no more rope. Just a, a quick note on that, though. The speaking of the decision, there was a statement released this week by the resolutions committee, the current resolutions committee, as they are deliberating and everything. There's a statement. We have a story. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But they were talking about how they were already considering something. And this is kind of an encouraging development, obviously, as they consider what resolutions Southern Baptists will bring forward this summer in Anaheim. All right. Final note, Amy. New Orleans has a new director at the Jim Henry Institute. Yes. Reggie Ogier will be leading the newly created Jim Henry Leadership Institute. And uh, that institute is already announced an event. It's called the Prepare Here Conference. That's scheduled for October of this year. And guess who's going to be a featured speaker? Reggie Ogier. No. Jim Henry. Jim Henry. Yes. I bet Reggie's going to speak too. I'm sure he is, but I was asking about the featured speaker. Oh, well. The Jim Henry Institute. It's going to be Jim Henry. Okay. Uh, Jim Henry is a graduate of uh, New Orleans Orleans Seminary. He was the SBC president in 1994 and 1995. Former pastor at First Orlando. That's right. First Orlando. So really exciting announcement and very good for for Reggie Oje. Yeah. Yep. Going to be spending a lot of time down there in New Orleans over the next year. So I am definite that I will run into Reggie Oje. And uh, next time I see him, I'll have to congratulate him on his new appointment over at the Jim Henry Institute. So uh, getting ready for a, a lot of trips to, to New Orleans, Amy. A lot of trips over the next year. I bet you are. I'm not complaining, by the way. Just throwing that out there because food and all. All right. Of course. Well, hey, that's going to do it for our news this week and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds.
We're going to go to 1973, and obviously uh, this is the season where folks were getting ready for the annual meeting. By this time, it had already moved to the June dates that we're accustomed to, and they had a really uh, really cool thing that they did. So first of all, this was in Portland. So it was another Western convention, and Owen Cooper, who was the SBC president. No relation to D.B. Cooper. Correct. Man, your pop culture references lately are just, all over the map. Yeah, they are. Uh, I don't think there's any relation to DB Cooper, but who knows? For Maybe those he of was DB Cooper. I don't think he was. Okay. All right. Carry For on. Those of you who don't know who DB Cooper is, you need to look that up. That's a it's very in the Northwest, obscure, Amy. It's a very obscure pop culture reference there from Jonathan. Uh, anyway. They gave out more than 10,000 marked copies of the New Testament and had them like at the, they had them at the bookstore exhibit on Tuesday morning. And basically people could come over, they could get a free copy so that they could take it out into Portland and share it with people. That's great. I love that idea. Yeah. So the theme of the 1973 annual meeting was share the word now. And so what they wanted was for people to pledge to give one copy away to some person they might meet while in the city of Portland. Uh, They said, you know, you could meet waitresses, taxi drivers, you know, basically just anybody that you might come in contact with to give them a Bible. And so I think that's, that's a pretty cool thing. They did that with uh, the Brotherhood Commission, I think, helped with that and said, all we ask is that you not keep it for yourself, but that you share it with someone who needs the gospel. So I think that's really cool. And especially as we think about heading out to California, it's a great inspiration for people to think about evangelizing while you are in Anaheim. Yeah. Coco loves it as well. Yes, he, he thinks does. it's a great idea. So that's really cool. So yeah, I love that idea. And uh, I think we still do something similar to that. There may be some uh, free Bible giveaways, things like that, that Lifeway does. I need to check on that. I need to call Carol Pipes and find out about that, see if they still do that. So, all right. uh, That brings us to our resources of the week. Amy, my resource of the week is the 2022 Book of Reports. The Book of Reports was released this past week online and in the app. So if you download the SBC Annual Meeting app, you can access the 2022 Book of Reports and read reports from all your Southern Baptist entities, seminaries, and the WMU, as well as uh, some recommendations and things uh, from the Executive Committee. So there's a lot going on. And one thing that I was uh, struck by and really wanted to highlight, and we did highlight it in the Annual Meeting preview that we put out this week, was the Ministry to Death that has been developed by the North American Mission Board, International Mission Board, and Lifeway Christian Resources. So there was a a motion made last year. They came back and they have just absolutely crushed this and just created these um, partnerships as well as these ministries to the deaf. And it's just a, a great thing there. And you can read more about it. There's like Deaf Theological Center in Brentwood that they partnered with. They have a, a new registry of interpreters for the deaf from NAM, uh, as, as well as state conventions help along with that. Lifeway has explored the Bible for deaf and a digital library of all that kind of stuff. So a lot of resources for deaf peoples around the country. And uh, that's one of the things that I, I thought was really, really cool when I saw 
the reports from the entities. So be sure to check out the book of reports. Always some fascinating nuggets in the book of reports. Always a, a good reading for you SBC nerds out there that, uh, that are like Amy and I and enjoy that kind of thing. So, all right, that's my resource of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Uh, mine is that there are some events that have already been posted out, and I want to specifically focus on a couple of the events for women at the annual meeting. I know we will do our preview that yep. talks about this. But Coming around Memorial Day, sure, by the way. Yeah, but I want to make sure that people are able to get their tickets. Um, so Baptist Press already has just released kind of a, a story about some different fellowships and things. Uh, one is the SBC Women's Session will be on Monday morning. That one you do not have to register for, as well as the Women's Expo. But the Minister's Wives Luncheon, if you haven't gotten your ticket, they always go really quickly. So we're going to drop the registration link for that. And also uh, the Southeastern Seminary uh, Women's Leadership Breakfast is happening. So at the Minister's Wives Luncheon, uh, Jennifer Rothschild is speaking and at the Southeastern women's leadership breakfast, Jen Wilkin is speaking. And so those are both ones that you need to register for. And so my resource is that for those of you who might be attending and want to catch, uh, to catch those events. So there you go. All right. Well, that's neat. So a lot of things like we, we've talked about this over the past few years, Amy, can you believe this is like the end of year seven of us doing this podcast? Kind of crazy. Uh, so seven years ago when we started this, which blows my mind. Our our podcast is in the second grade by now. Events for women were fairly limited. Let's I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there was just a couple of things Monday and Tuesday, yeah. and now we've really expanded that. There was a whole women's track for the Send Conference last year, so yeah. a lot more opportunities for everyone at that's the right. annual meeting. That's right. And one thing that I will say about the SBC Women's Session that's on Monday morning, uh, that's going to be sponsored by SBC Pastors Wives, which is the group that has always done that session. Also, the Women's Leadership Network and Women in Work kind of all coming together to put that on. And so I've been excited to be sort of part of that. Uh, but I think we're also looking for maybe we'll have news to come on that sort of a pop-up event where we're going to find a, some space uh, on Monday or Tuesday evening and send out, you know, uh, to maybe talk about it on Monday morning or whatever about, hey, we're going to be in this spot. So if you want to come network and meet other people. Um, so is that, no is that code for party in Amy's hotel room? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, but if we, you know, we want to locate like a great lobby area or something like that and just have, Hey, here's a space that women can come and just get to know one another, meet new people. Um, so we're kind of working on that and, uh, and stay tuned. Yep. So party in Amy's hotel room. Nope. So yeah, it's always good to see these new women's groups starting and putting on these events for uh, for women at the SBC annual meeting. A lot of things for everybody. And we'll talk more about that in our annual meeting preview episode coming in just a couple of weeks. It's hard to believe that we're almost to the annual meeting in Anaheim this year. So that's going to do it for our show this week. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Check out their info over at swbts.edu slash SBC22. And Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.